0: What up people, it is Sunday, March 6th, my name is B-Hill, and this is the Just My Opinion Podcast, so let's talk. Uh, since the last podcast, Russia has invaded the Ukraine, um, it has been a shit show since the start, and the whole reason behind Putin invading Ukraine is just ridiculous. Um, he apparently has his own justification, uh, He put out a lengthy statement prior to uh, the invasion, staking his claim to the Ukraine, um, which is really unjustifiable. Uh, But it has not been as easy as he thought it would be. Uh, The Ukrainian military has put up a pretty good fight so far. I do think they're going to be outmatched in the long run, but they are holding their own for the most part. And it's really hard to get a true number um, of casualties because Russia will not report factual information. And as a matter of fact, they have banned their citizens uh, from making any public statements or anything on social media communicating what they uh, what's actually going on. And they could actually be arrested if they have been found to do so. So. Uh, but that's what dictators do though dictators do not want the truth out there and the president of the Ukraine Zelensky uh, it has been amazing to watch Ukrainian uh, citizens take up arms to fight in this war with Russia Uh, Zelensky is taking up arms being the president Uh, the Klitschko brothers I think they're the mayor of one of the cities in the Ukraine in their former Heavyweight champions, boxers, and they've taken up arms. uh, Another boxer, Loma Chico, Um, he's been a champion before. I mean, just so many celebrities and ordinary people stepping up to protect their country. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, I pray for them. I hope that it ends soon without any more casualties, but uh, I think Putin is is in it now, um, I think he needs to save face, but his own countrymen are marching against this war, they don't agree with it, so he's going to have a really hard time at home uh, with everything that's going on, I think, but being a dictator, you can kind of do what you want to do, uh, they'll have to overthrow the government in order for him to get out of power. I don't see him leaving peacefully or anything like that. So, just hoping and praying that this ends soon uh, with less casualties, but at this point, you just don't know. Uh, and once in the past couple of days, President Zelensky had a meeting with some U.S. senators, and uh, it was a confidential meeting, and Zelensky is currently a wanted man. Uh, because he is the president of the Ukraine and Marco Rubio and I can't think of the name of the other senator who were on this call apparently live tweeted his location and that has to be one of the most despicable things that could happen um, and he needs to be held accountable for this I mean it's and it doesn't surprise me, but just the level of indecency that these people stood to uh, is just amazing to me, and Marco Rubio is one of the worst, uh, so I'm just, I'm over all of these fools. you know, I hope we have midterms coming up. I just hope there's a huge change uh, in the favor of right and wrong after November because we definitely can use it. Uh, Also, uh, Tucker Carlson in Fox News, who's been praising Putin for what he's doing, kind of got called on their bullshit. And he praised uh, Putin for a while saying that we should, why we supported Ukraine and not uh, Russia. And then when he was called on it, he changed his mind and said that he was wrong for supporting the invasion, but then he found a way to blame Kamala Harris for it, that what's going on in Ukraine is Kamala Harris' fault, which is untrue. Then he came out and said that he never supported uh, Russia invading Ukraine, and I mean, this is what really bothers me about people that watch Fox News um, they always want you to believe what they say at that moment so even though there's proof that contradicts everything that they said it shows them uh, saying what they said they didn't say they want you to believe what they said not what you've heard and it's just crazy that people do that and and A lot of these people just don't think for themselves. For instance, there was a a reporter at one of a Trump rally or whatever it was and talking to some Trump supporters and asked them if by chance Putin was able to run for United States president in 2024 against Biden. Who would they vote for? And before he could even finish the question, they said Putin. And I just... I don't get this mentality, Um, this hatred for liberals. It's like a disdain and and hatred for liberals. My issue with conservatives uh, is based on facts and their actions and what they actually do. I think on the opposite spectrum, conservatives, what they hate liberals about, is false narratives and lies. I I don't think it's about policy. They have the same talking points. They'll say socialism, uh, then they'll bring up Venezuela. Um, But there's no in-depth conversation you can have outside of talking points with these people. A lot of them can't speak on their own and justify the way they feel outside of typical Republican talking points. And it's just sad that this is where we've come to. It's it's just a shame that this is where we are um, at this point. And then last week, uh, Tucker Carlson came out and asked about Katanji Brown Jackson, who's the uh, black female nominee for Supreme Court, Uh, he wanted to know what her LSAT scores were. And I guess LSAT is the test you take in order to get into law school, not how she performed in law school or how she performed as a judge. He wanted to know what her test scores were. Well, he's never asked that question about any other former nominee. And it's the same thing when uh, Barack Obama was running for president, people brought up his birth certificate and the fact that he went to Harvard, what was his grades? They never said that about any other um, candidate for the presidency. It's only the minorities they do that for. But I mean, it just shows their true color. And people like Tucker Carlson, he may have went to college, I'm not sure. But he definitely does not have credentials nowhere near um uh, Miss Brown Jackson. And I hope she's confirmed. Uh I know Republicans are gonna give her a hard time during the nomination process, uh, but hopefully she's prepared for it and we can get some type of representation outside of Clarence Thomas uh on the Supreme Court and maybe it can balance it out a little bit. Um of the Union address last week, I did not watch it because I already knew what it was going to be. Democrats would cheer, Republicans wouldn't. Uh, so I chose not to even watch it. Um, and I did see some clips where Lauren Boebert yelled out something about 13 soldiers that were killed in Afghanistan. Uh, but apparently she doesn't really give a damn about soldiers because even after the State of Union voted against a bill that would actually help veterans so it's all for show with them Uh, they have a chance to actually do something but they don't they choose not to and it's despicable and then I did see uh, a rebuttal speech by Marjorie Taylor Greene I couldn't even watch all of it because of how stupid it was on some obscure Um, website. But her entire speech was a rant about how President Biden is compromised by China and Russia and all of these other countries because they have blackmail information from Hunter Biden's laptop. And it's just annoying. It's just, these people are so just freaking annoying. They're talking about this laptop again. I mean, and I wish people would just use common sense. If Biden is compromised by Russia, why would he impose sanctions on Russia because of the invasion of Ukraine? Why would he openly speak out against Vladimir Putin in public? If you're a compromise, that's not something you would do in fear of retaliation. But, you know who has never spoken out against Putin? In public? Donald Trump. So, there's that. To me, again, that's just common sense stuff. But, a lot of these people don't deal with common sense. Uh And Trump has actually praised Putin and said that he was a genius for invading another country. And then he had the nerve to say he was asked the question that uh, is there something or would he give a recommendation to Biden on how to handle this uh, Russia-Ukraine situation. And of course he said, oh yeah, there's a lot I would do differently that he could do. But I'm not going to say in this forum because I don't want to tell him how to do his job. But there are things he could do right now that would just end it to tomorrow. And if you notice the pattern of history with this dude, whenever he's asked a direct question, he never gives you an answer. It's uh, Or he never gives you a direct answer. It's always stuff that he has in his mind, but he's not going to say it publicly or uh, he'll have new policies in two weeks. You know, their administration was going to release These policies and uh, repeal and replace Obamacare and all this stuff in two weeks. Everything is two weeks out. But then by the time the end of that two weeks, it's something else. So it's just the whole government structure is just annoying at this point. And we don't have leaders in place that actually have the people's best interest in mind. Uh, I still think it's about them keeping power and it's just crazy and it's frustrating. But also in the uh, the speech, State of the Union speech, uh, Biden continued his do not defund the police talking points, which I disagree with. Um, I do think they need to use different terms other than defund the police because people have a short attention span and really... Republicans use that as a talking point because really they want funds allocated to different resources that could help the police honestly that's my understanding of uh, defund the police allocating those funds to different resources in order to help the police and stop some of the policing that's going on um, in our inner city communities and I think that needs to be rebranded a different way. But um, there's still issues with policing uh, of minorities at this point. Because there was a black lady who was pulled over for a traffic infraction. And as she went to get her license out of her wallet, the police officer pulled a gun on her. Because he saw a permit to license to carry. She had her license to carry permit. He just saw the permit in her wallet and freaked out on a female and pulled his gun on her and forced her out of the car over the permit. Not an actual weapon. She did not even have a weapon with her. But he freaked out so much over just seeing the permit in her wallet he pulled his gun on her. I mean, it's... It's just so frustrating and I was... Just before I started recording this, scrolling through Facebook and saw a video of a a female police officer by herself, she had the wrist, wrist of a white man who I think she was trying to put in handcuffs. And there was another white man and white female standing around them. She didn't seem to fear for her life at all. And the guy she was trying to put in handcuffs was resisting and actually reached for her weapon. But not once did I see her call for backup. Uh, Nothing. But there's no way that could have been three black people around her. And one of them go for her gun. And nothing happens. And by the time the video ended, he was unhandcuffed talking to the police officer. It's... these type of stories just happen so often it's almost like I'm immune to it and it's just uh, I don't want to be immune to it because it shouldn't be happening and last week the only police officer that was charged in the Breonna Taylor uh, murder which he wasn't even charged for the murder he was charged for shooting through the uh, wall of a neighbor's apartment he was acquitted and reading some of the comments on the article where people saying justice was served, he never should have been charged, and that's what happened when you're a drug dealer. Speaking of uh, Breonna Taylor, her boyfriend, and it's so frustrating that, first of all, Breonna Taylor was not a drug dealer. Her boyfriend was not a drug dealer. The person that they were looking for in the warrant did not live at the house. And there was no drugs found in the house. But yet, these people, their talking point is still, he was a drug dealer. I mean, they just are so void of facts. It's just, it is so frustrating to deal with this stuff and listen to these fools on a daily basis and read these ignorant comments um, because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. And because they don't really want to know the truth, this is why we'll continue to be in the situation we're in now we will never be able to advance as a society because you have people with this mentality that don't want to listen to the truth and automatically assume black people are guilty. So, um, I just am not very optimistic about our future. This is the road we continue to go now. Um. Next thing I wanted to talk about was, there's a, a radio host, Charlemagne Tha God, very popular. He's on this uh, radio show, The Breakfast Club. He has a podcast called The Brilliant Idiots, and uh, he has a show, I think it's on TNT. It's a cable show called The God's Honest Truth. Um, I respect the man's hustle, but the one thing I don't respect about him is the level of misinformation he's given out over the past year or so on his platforms. And he has a huge platform. And the misinformation I'm referring to is, um, I listened to the Brilliant Idiots podcast uh, with him and Andrew Schultz. And, you know, they've talked about like the vaccine and how it doesn't work and how the CDC and Dr. Fauci was giving out misinformation and how Kamala Harris, uh, initially said that if Trump had anything to do with the vaccine, she would not take it. Uh, The Breakfast Club had on a Dr. Cameron Webb, and he's part of the White House COVID-19 task force, and he debunked a lot of the misinformation that Charlemagne had been given out, and we need more people to check him and people like him. So, let's start with the vaccine and the misinformation. Um, One of Charlemagne's talking points was, in the beginning, Dr. Fauci said that there was no need to wear a mask. And then, later on, he said that you should wear a mask at some point, maybe a double mask and all of that stuff. Well, Charlemagne was saying, well, couldn't that be considered misinformation? And the answer is no. Because as you learn more and science changes, the opinions change or the facts change. It's not misinformation because you're given the the best information you have at that time. As you learn more, your recommendations change. That's just how science works. And the fact that he tried to label that misinformation is just, it's um unproductive and it's kind of a hindrance. And also he brought up uh, Kamala Harris saying that she would not take the vaccine. In the beginning, she said she wouldn't take the vaccine if Trump had anything to do with it. And he was like, that could have hindered a lot of people from taking the vaccine because she said it. And at the time she was running for vice president. And he has a slight point with that. But overall, my opinion is this. I said the same thing initially. Because the person that you're talking about, look at what he recommended initially. Drinking bleach, putting light in you that the sun and the heat would kill it, it would go away. So we know this fool would do anything to stroke his ego. So I would not have put it past him to... Uh, Approve something that was not truly effective or could be harmful, just to say, you know, he was a part of it initially. So I understand the skepticism of the, vi- the uh, vaccine from the beginning because of the person you're dealing with who would do anything. Um, but as the CDC, the FDA started to approve the vaccine. had to go through a peer review process where multiple scientists had to come to a conclusion and agree that it was safe Um, the correct protocols were implemented so that's when the opinion changed but to act like opinions can't change um, is doing a disservice to your audience and like I said he has a huge following and a huge audience and people listen to him so I just wish he would give out more factual information and uh, understand how science works. And uh, lately personally I have been in a space of distancing myself from a lot of BS. I'm just I can't support a lot of BS. I don't want to be a party to a lot of BS. And I had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. And she sent me a text message saying that I heard her feelings. And here's the basis of the conversation. This particular person I've known for a long time. Uh, love to death. But basically has been stagnant in life and plays the victim a lot and in this particular situation she's roommates with a guy uh, and their agreement is she doesn't have to pay rent all she has to do is wash dishes and buy groceries and he came into some money uh, I guess a year or so ago so therefore he's in a financial situation where I guess he doesn't need her rent money but now uh, during that conversation she revealed that he's pretty much ran out of money and because he just blew it I mean when you have a bar tab $500 uh, you're basically giving money to people in in essence trying to buy friendships that's what I thought it was I don't have sympathy for that So, the conversation was about him running out of money, and apparently he had loaned a lot of people money, like $1,000 here, $800 there, and these people aren't paying them back, they're ignoring his phone calls. My response was, I don't have any sympathy for him, because he never should have given it to him in the first place, Uh, and she was dogging these people, and I said, well, You can't say that you haven't benefited from his money either. That offended her. And she sent me this text message saying that I called her a freeloader. I never said that because I think there's a difference benefiting from somebody's money and being a freeloader. And what I meant, what I was trying to get her to understand is you're talking about everybody else that benefited from his money. But when he had that $500 bar tab, you were with him. You can't tell me that you didn't drink any of those drinks on that tab. Um, she had to have surgery. And he put the, he paid her deductible. And she's paying him back in increments. But he put the money up front. So she could go ahead and have the surgery. That's benefiting from his money. And also the fact that you're living in this house rent free. And you're still bitching about washing dishes. You're saving Thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 a month on rent. And you complain about washing dishes. And I tried to get her to understand that. Um, she was complaining about he doesn't do anything all day. He just sits up and plays video games. It's his house. You are a guest in this man's house. And you're complaining about him leaving dishes in the sink when that's your agreement. So I'm just in a place where I don't want to hear it. Because to me it's stupid. Um, I'm a person. That take your. Uh, take responsibility for your actions. This is a situation you chose to be in. And at some point. at damn near 60 years old. Take care of yourself. So the fact that I just. I don't entertain. That kind of stuff. You know I've spoken about my situation. With my rent going up. Three four hundred dollars and I've sucked it up I'm doing what I need to do but I cannot have sympathy for you moving in with somebody and all you have to do is wash dishes and you complain about that I don't even want to hear that I want to have nothing to do with those type of conversations and if you don't like it move get your own place that's really the basis of what I said and I'm not perfect Um, I do try to do the right thing as much as I can but uh the one thing I do is take responsibility for my actions, and I try to make the best decision possible for me. Um, so she's mad at me. Uh, stay mad, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I'm just at a point at 47 that I want peace in my life. Um, there are certain things I'm working on personally. I'm trying to get better at it and change my situation and uh, you have to do the same for you. So, you know, I'm sorry I hurt her feelings. Well, really I'm not. I just, I'm being honest and I feel like in a friendship uh, true friends really need to call you on your BS and if you can't, to me that's not a friendship. But, I digress. Uh, This week's Verbal Middle Finger it goes to a high school teacher named Mike out of Indiana. And he gets the rubber metal finger because he is on video following a student down the hall, grabbing a student by their backpack, shoving them against the wall and punching them in the face. It's all caught on video. And he was allowed to retire with full benefits. Um, He has been arrested uh, and charged with battery causing injury, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a slap on the wrist. But the community came out, the school board held a hearing, and the community came out in support of him saying he's a nice guy, and the student must have done something to set him off because he can't, he wouldn't just do that. But if the student is walking away from you, you chased him down the hall, I mean, of course, I don't know what happened before, but I can't see justifying punching the student in the face. Especially if they're walking away from you. So he gets the verbal middle finger. And the quote for this week is, Learning how to leave people alone and going with your life is a needed skill. You must master it. I agree with that 100%. Do not sit there and deal with anybody else's nonsense. Keep peace in your life. And just keep moving forward. So I am all about protecting your peace. That's it for this week. Until next time, peace.